Hello and welcome to the second edition of my interview series on Franco's Corner. Today I have the privilege and honor to share my conversation with Michael Papalambopoulos, a current co-op coordinator at the University of Toronto Scarborough. His work experience includes a couple of years at KPMG and worked all the way up to senior accountant before having his career change into education and career coaching. I had a great time speaking with him. I hope you enjoy this second interview and all feedback is appreciated. Enjoy. So I ended up working at KPMG coming out of school for like a little over two years within their audit practice. But then it kind of just got to a point where I was like, okay, is this really something I want to do long term? And the answer was ultimately no. Um, so I thought I would give this a shot. And, uh, and so that's kind of how, um, how and why I am here today. So, um, you know, like, like I said, like I have a lot of experience that, um, that uh, probably relates to you or like I can relate to what you're going through. So, you know, any questions you might have, feel free to ask at any time. And obviously we have this call, but just generally, if you want to reach out with any questions, like you can message me on Teams or send me an email, whatever you feel comfortable with, and we can, we can chat through anything. Right. And is it fine if, if I record this? Because I'm kind of doing like a, a newsletter. Yeah, 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 I'm doing yeah. like a, just give you a rundown. I'm, I'm kind of doing like a newsletter where I started during quarantine because I kind of felt like I was wasting a lot of my time and I wanted to be productive. So in the newsletter, since I realized that I'm very, uh, like I have the advantage of, of going to this world-renowned university, but a lot of people don't. I was like, okay, might as well start writing articles about what I learned, uh, interviews with people I have. Awesome. And uh, yeah, and Maybe uh, I'll probably add this just because you're awesome and you went into accounting, by the way, which is awesome. I when, I when I went into university, my personal experience was like, oh, yeah, I mean, might as well do accounting. But after one semester of introductory financial accounting, I don't think yeah, it's yeah. my thing. I don't think it's my group. Yeah, no, and I respect you for doing that. Yeah, yeah. No, I even, Franco, like, to be honest with you, even I look back sometimes, I'm like, you know what, should I have done accounting? I think ultimately, um, like, I made the best of it. Um, but... Uh, it's, it's, you know, it has its pros and cons. Pros being like, it really does give you like a solid uh, foundation to understand business and, you know, understand different companies in different industries, at least if you're, if you're an audit. Um, and then cons, you know, sometimes it can be very just like, you know, you're uh, Excel heavy or you're in your audit software all the time, right? And so from that perspective, it can get a little bit dry, but um, honestly, whatever you do, if it's HR, finance accounting as long as you kind of give it your all like it really doesn't matter you know and i saw you did your co-op in accounting as well at, K at kpmg did that kind of yeah. like solidify like oh i'm gonna do this for full time immediately afterwards i kind of like reassured you because what, um, what was interesting yeah no go ahead go ahead uh, what, what was interesting about you is like First of all, you made it to, I think it was like senior accountant, and that sounds like a very important position at KPMG. Yeah. So, yeah. and then after like three months of that position, you're like, I don't, I don't know exactly what happened, but I'm assuming you're like, I don't think this is what I want to do. You kind of touched upon like, it's not what I want to yeah. do long-term. So yeah. what kind of made you change and go into uh, like the education side of things? Right, so I guess um, to start from the beginning, right? So when I did my co-op at KPMG, I thought I was going to be doing four months of, aud um, of auditing. However, what actually happened was I only did two months of audit. Then they threw me into personal tax for two months, which I was not expecting at all. And so as a result, I felt like my audit experience was short lived and I couldn't really make a fair assessment as to whether or not I would like that kind of a career. Um, so they extended the full time anyways. And I was like, you know what? 
it's a full-time like let me just take it see how that goes and then maybe i can make a decision later on which is eventually what had happened um and then like you had mentioned Franco, i made it to senior did that for a couple months but then ultimately like what happens is once you hit senior the next point is manager and if you're going to become a manager like really more or less you're probably trying to stay so that you can become partner um but like i had mentioned for like a number of reasons i just didn't see myself doing that um and then you know like, like higher education or like career coaching or student development however you want to phrase it has always been something i've been interested in uh just because even when i cracked into the university um i had like no business background my dad was a bar owner my mom stayed at home um my older siblings didn't do anything close to like uh business being business uh, related so i just um i always found it cool to kind of be able to give back and just wanting to share my experiences and insights with students like yourself so you guys can also kind of uh better yourselves on this uh on this journey you're on so that's uh that was kind of the case for me i wanted to ask you so who do you support in soccer argentina or Brazil? Yeah, argentina by far i'm still heartbroken with the world cup last from 2014 i mean yeah it still hurts it still hurts. Are you, a big, are you a big Messi fan or? Oh yeah, like you know how people are LeBron fans in the NBA, where like they follow LeBron. I'm a big Messi fan. I was yeah, like no, no. reading up on his story, and it's like yes. I mean he's. I went to a game one time, and it's so weird how people think he's God. Like they were they were chanting God. It was just such a weird vibe. Like this person is, but he's awesome. I mean Messi is awesome. And, uh, yeah, do you no, watch? Yeah. yeah, no, I, I love soccer. And, I, and the reason why I ask is because I've heard like um, there's also like a subsection of Argentinians, though, that kind of like spite him because they're like, oh, no, Maradona is the best. And, um, you know, he actually delivered on the World Cup. But like, I don't know, personally, I'm just <laughs> like, listen, like he literally took that Argentina team to the final. It was so close to losing one nothing in extra time to one of the best German teams of all time, in my opinion, is there's no shame in that, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know, that's my personal opinion. Especially Higuain missing breakaways and sitters. Don't like, get it's me just, that's why I don't like I don't like when it's like, oh, Messi doesn't have a World Cup or Ronaldo doesn't have a World Cup. It's like listen, like it's just And even yeah. even Ronaldo's Euro Cup, right? Like yeah. They came in third. They scraped through that that whole tournament. Like I don't know. I don't know. But that's yeah. No, I'm a huge Messi fan. Huge, huge Messi fan. Hey, Iguain is not very favored in this household. Yeah. No, I know. I could imagine. That is because we were playing FIFA recently, and I don't, I don't really play FIFA. And then when I played it, it just gave me like PTSD to the World Cup, and I I don't like FIFA because of that anymore. And uh, I uh, I love FIFA. Yeah, at, at one point, Franco, I literally was ranked. Um, top 100 earlier this year in online seasons really so in like uh, fifa yeah, the newest fifa fifa 21 yeah yeah we were playing like fifa 16 or something we don't have the new oh, okay. we don't have the new one apparently those are better though apparently like the older fifas are better than the newer fifas that's people are saying that i'm not saying that. a lot you know i know a lot of people <laughs> do say that like i can understand why just like and a lot of times people are like oh it's the same game every year it's just updated rosters but i don't know i personally can see the differences in gameplay and stuff but but yeah yeah it, yeah, it does make sense, especially if you're one of the best in the world, like you are. Like you can tell, you can tell the difference. And are you are you born in Toronto? Yeah, born and raised in Toronto. Oh, okay. But like my my dad's Greek, my mom's Bulgarian. Okay. Yeah, Gosh, yeah. So yeah. Um. So so Franco, you're in first year. What are you thinking about um specializing in for like second year and onwards? 
So I was thinking, I kind of told you where, where my thoughts are on like accounting. We're like, yeah, I'll learn it. Sure, I'll, I'll try my best, but it's not something yeah. I, I see myself specializing in. That's and then I was talking about this with other people, uh, like other second years, other, other fourth years yeah. that, that I've happened to, to meet, I guess, through online, the online scenario. And they were saying that accounting is kind of like, it's kind of like you do the same things repetitively, kind of, and marketing and something like that is a, is a lot more creative. And I do feel like I can provide more to a company okay. or to a firm. Not, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm going to do marketing just because I never really thought myself as a marketer. Like my excuse was, Oh, I'm not good at drawing, but that doesn't have anything to do with marketing to be honest. But, um, but I was kind of also thinking about strategic management because that's also very interesting. It's kind of like the in between, between, uh, being more, you know, in the trenches with the numbers, but also, you know, being, being out there because I do, like, I see myself succeeding at one of the, one of those two and having fun most importantly. Right. Right. No, that's fair. Um, so what I would do is like, uh, and it sounds like you've already kind of done this, but like definitely reach out to like senior students um, and get their opinions and their takes on kind of uh, how their co-ops went in those two um, fields. And then um, I would just also encourage you to do some research on your own to actually find out what different jobs there are within marketing, right? Like, do you want to be like a product manager eventually or brand manager or whatever the case may be, right? There's a lot of different directions you can take it with marketing. And then likewise with strategic man- uh, management as well, there's also probably like a number of different options, whether um, there are roles kind of like in operation sales of strategic management or um, maybe just purely more so like consulting or advisory. Um, so yeah, just I would, just, I would definitely just like, um, you know, tell you to kind of explore all options, um, talk to people. Um, you seem like you have no problem like socializing and networking. So I would just, you know, say, keep it up and keep doing that. Um, that's probably the best best way to go about uh, better understanding what you want. And and maybe even just like really, really try to leverage your co-ops as much as you can, right? Maybe instead of doing all three co-ops at one place, maybe do three co-ops at three different places, right? Just so you can actually gain as much exposure as possible. And so I can kind of like dip my dip my feet in the water and all these different all these exactly. different fields. Okay, yeah. exactly. And since you were, you know, like, did you ever have the battle through burning out? Like, just like, were you ever just like, I'm, like, how do you yeah. do that? Like, yeah, definitely. Like, I think Franco, if anyone, uh, if anyone is speaking to you about this, and if they're honest, they'll tell you, like, yeah, you're you're definitely like, especially if you're working like certain types of types of jobs, like auditing, right? For example, like my hours, Franco, in in December we're 9 a.m. till 12 at night, like consistently, like Monday through Friday, right? My, my One of my closest, closest friends, he's in investment banking. He works those kind of hours like regularly throughout the year. Um, so it's um, like burnout is almost inevitable in my opinion. Um, it kind of just more so comes to a point where it's like, you're like, okay, is the burnout worth it? Do I really actually like what I'm doing day to day? If so, then yeah, that's great. If you want to push through it, push through it and go as far as you can, right? So if you're in audit, go and be that partner. If you if you're in banking, go out and be that managing director. But if if it's not for you, I think it's okay to realize that as well and to accept that. And it's no indication of like you failing or anything like that. Because to be honest with you, Franco, when I hit senior accountant, I actually thought oh, that's when I was at my best. Like I thought as a first year accountant, I was not good. As a second year, I was better. And then as a senior, even though it was only two or three months, like I actually thought I was fine. Like I thought I was actually, that, that was my best performance wise. Um, so it's not really indicative of failure. It's more so better understanding like, okay, what do you want to do? And like 
to me, frankly, you seem like someone who cares about like fulfillment and kind of enjoying what you're doing day to day. And correct me if I'm wrong, that's just kind of the impression which is which you give. And I'm the same way. Like I actually care about what I do day to day from like a fulfillment perspective. And I wasn't necessarily getting that. Um, so, you know, like I said, burnout eventual, uh, inevitable. So eventually you're going to have to decide, okay, can I push through it? Do I want to push through it? If not, that's fine too. And just start, start exploring other things. Yeah. Right. And everybody's saying that burnout is inevitable. So like, I haven't experienced it yet. I'm, I know it's coming. I'm scared. The day that it comes, I'm going to be, we'll see how it goes, right? It's going to be quite the ride, quite the ride. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, like like you had a spot on like, yeah, I do enjoy what I'm doing. And I remember I have a story back in high school where a lot of people, a lot of my friends were always telling me like, how are you having, how do you come to school with a smile? Or like teachers, how do you come to school with a smile on your face every day? And I went, well, I do school, what, 200 days a year? Like might as well have fun with it. So I just always like, you have, kind of have to bring that, this aura of like just positivity and, and fun to almost everything I do. Besides accounting. I'm with you. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm, no, no, I get it. I'm with you. And, like, I, I agree with that mentality and that mindset because, like, ultimately, like, like, I almost feel like telling people, like, we can all agree we all want to make money so that eventually we can support a family one day. Right? Like, most people, right? Yeah. I think that's, like, that goes without saying. But on top of that, it's, like, do you actually, like, you've only got one life. You've got limited time. Like, try to actually make the most of it because what will happen is, like, in... Um, I noticed this too at working at the big four, like if you're kind of in an environment where people aren't happy, then, you know, people start complaining and then you become like that sometimes. And then it's just like, it's kind of like a bad loop to be stuck in. So, uh, it's just better to be kind of in a place where you're happy. And, um, another important thing for people I would say is like, you know, um, kind of understand your own self-worth. Um, and by that, I mean, like, for example, like I was working at, um, I was working at uh, KPMG and stuff, but like, you know, I kind of felt like I wasn't necessarily getting the recognition I deserved or the right kind of pay. And so like what happened was in December, I actually went back to my partner and, you know, asked for a small pay bump, asked for her to switch up my schedule because it was a little bit too strenuous, Um, you know, and they weren't able to meet those demands. So I just left. And like, I didn't have a job or anything lined up. I just left, but that's just more so from like a self-respect perspective. Um, you know, I don't mind taking a little bit of like shit, but like if it's too much, then it's like okay. I've got self-respect for myself. You know what I mean? And so I actually quit without having a job lined up, which I wouldn't. It's not ideal. It's definitely not ideal. And a lot of people have been like, "Wow, like good for you, blah blah blah." Um, I, like I didn't do it to make a bold statement. I like I literally just did it because like I I have like too much self-respect for myself, and I thought, okay, like. I know what I'm worth and I'm going to go out and get it. So like, yeah, definitely like, you know, just don't forget who you are and like what you're worth ultimately. Yeah. Um, and well, that was actually, that was facts. Like just what you were saying, I was like, yes, go on. And I'm going to go back to your experience in, in university and you were the VP of club and academics at Mesa, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually applied for an associate role going into my first year. Didn't get in, but hey. I went over to DECA, so now DECA is better than MESA in my books. And uh, and what would you say to somebody, because a lot of first years, especially people that I know, they were not like willing to go into clubs. Like, Do you think that experience that you had in clubs, maybe networking, making friends, or even learn, did you learn something that you could apply to maybe your position 100%. right now as a club coordinator? Yeah, 100%. So I think there's like a, a couple of obvious pros to being a part of clubs. 
Um, but I, I guess before I jump into those, I do want to clarify, like, in my first year, I don't even know if I applied to any clubs. Maybe I applied just to the accounting club. But, for example, like, I know when I was in first year, I looked at Mesa and I thought, wow, like, Mesa's up here, Michael's, like, down here. Like, I could never get into that, right? Um, that's just because of, like, as a first year, you're, like, you're shy, you're a little bit scared, nervous, and you never could think that you could get into a club like that. Um, but then literally, as time goes on, Franco, it's just, like, you kind of, like, as you go through your university experience, certain things get normalized, and you're like, oh, it's just Mesa. It's just another student club. It's just this, or it's just DECA, right? Um, but, um, like, no. So the, the first obvious pro... Um, which is really why a lot of people join clubs is like it's it's a great talking point to have on your resume right um, you know let's not ignore that fact right like I feel like a lot of people like try to ignore it. like it, that is an important reason and it, it will help you in your job seeking which is ultimately what the goal is right to secure a great co-op so it's a great talking point on your resume through your club experiences regardless of what position you have a lot of times you're going to improve your communication skills uh, teamwork like teamwork and collaboration skills um, organization skills through planning events and stuff like that, right? So right off the bat, you're gonna develop and work on all these soft skills, which is great. And then number two, the best like the best thing about being a part of the clubs is like you get to meet all like all of these people who are more or less like-minded, and so you can make a lot of a lot of friends as a result, right? And it just makes your university experience better uh, when you're able to socialize, meet new people. You never know, maybe you'll meet your best friend in one of these clubs, right? So I think. Um, that's a really, really cool part of it as well. And then I guess the third pro is um, it's a good way to give back to your like community or to the to the management program, right? Be because you're going to be throwing on you're going to be throwing all these events and competitions and so on and so forth. So it's a good way to get students involved as well. I actually I, I didn't look at it like that, like giving back to the management community. But yeah, I mean, hey, yeah. we're doing quiz bowl now. Do you know quiz bowl? Like it's like a I think I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, so, like, here at DECA, they never did it. And then in high school, I actually organized, like, a bunch of quiz bowl events, international <laughs> ones here in Brazil, where we had, it's so weird, like, the, the whole, like, scene, it's like, I don't know, I did not expect the scene to, I didn't expect there to actually be a scene of quiz bowl, but, uh, yeah, we ended up doing it here, and I really wanted to bring it up to, to Canada when I go there, and, yeah, we're doing it for DECA, so I'm excited for nice. that. If you're around, if you're around, we could probably have like a faculty versus students type of, type of game and see oh, how it goes. Okay. I'd be interested. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. And let's see. Like, what what do you think? Is this co-op coordinator position, is it like a, like a buffer position where maybe you're setting yourself up for a future role? Or Yes. Yeah. So right now, frankly, like I'm on contract with the university for this position. So it's like technically my contract is from the start of February to the end of April so like pretty short like three months but it might get extended to August maybe we're still kind of in the talks for that um right now I'm, I'm working Monday Wednesday Friday um and even in that like um what I just recently did is like instead of just kind of like um you know doing nothing on Tuesdays and Thursdays I actually approached my friend who owns like a construction company um, and it's in like it's very early stages and I offered to work for him like casually and just do kind of any ad hoc tasks he wants or anything like that just to be productive and earn some extra money on the side. Um, so, um, but don't get me wrong, like if the university comes to me and is like, Michael, we'll give you a full time. Like I already told my friend, like I'm going to drop that to do my to do the university thing full time. So it's just, it's definitely like what this was right now or what this is right now, Franco, is like just like a way for me to get my foot in the door. 
but I would love to continue with like kind of student development and stuff for the guitar. Like I really do enjoy it and hopefully the students enjoy kind of like the insights and the advice that I offer them. So no, definitely something I would, I would like to do long term. That's what's so interesting with a lot of people like you who, who want to go into student development, even though they've had success other, like in other places, like I was interviewing somebody else for, for this, for my newsletter. And his name is Jerry. He's a CEO at Consulting. It's like a student development company. Okay. And okay, cool. and he like he worked at Google. Like he was like the youngest person in his division for like three years. He's like, yeah, I don't want to do this. Like he just wanted to always. So is it like about giving back to the students, or is it like something that that you always had like in your bag? You're like, I want to do this. I think I I don't know, Frico. I think like maybe one consistent theme amongst like people who are willing to kind of let go of the corporate gym to do their own thing. Um, whether it be entrepreneurial or like something else like this, like student development, I think one consistent theme is that like, you know, you kind of see what the corporate life is like and it teaches you a lot. But then if it's not something you're 100% into, it's just hard to wake up every day and get excited for it. Even if you are like really, really good at your job, right? Like it's, it's just, again, I think it comes back to like fulfillment. And like, I don't know if you learned this in any of your business classes, like in high school or even in first year, like uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah, we learned about that in university yeah, first right? semester. Yeah, so right so at the bottom or like the first like couple needs that you need to fulfill are like, you know, safety, food, shelter, right? All that stuff. And then as you go up the pyramid, at the very top is like self-actualization, right? So realizing what, what your purpose is, right? Like why, why you're living, I guess you could say. And so I think it comes down to that point, right? So when people satisfy all those other needs, logically, it's like, what's next? It's like, okay, do I actually, do I feel fulfilled, right? Um, And it's no fault of the companies either. Like companies are like, especially big corporations, they're structured the way they are. There isn't much to it. It's either you enjoy it and you enjoy that climb and that battle to the top, or you just want to challenge yourself and do something different, right? So I think either way you go with it, it's fine. But um, I don't know. I don't know if... uh, it was something I always wanted to do, but it was just something because even when I was at KPMG, I'd stayed connected because I was also like kind of like the head uh, or the the primary liaison between the university and KPMG. So I would review all the co-op applications, the full time. And it was just something I enjoyed. And I really even doing all the clubs, like I got to interact with uh, the people from the Department of Management. And so I had really good relationships and I was like, listen, like, why not? Let me just give it a go. 